Hey, hey guys. In this episode, uh, I'm going to talk about McAfee. What's going on with y'all McAfee? What's that bro up to? Antivirus software guy. He's the guy whose software pops up in your computer whenever you buy a new one. Um, what is he up to? Then I go into some cryptocurrency, Bitcoin stuff later on in the podcast. So stick around. Remember, you can follow me on on my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow me on YouTube and subscribe, Taylor Space Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R Space Stutch, S-T-U-C-H. Follow me on Twitter, tstuch1. Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. T-A-Y radio one at gmail.com. Thank you. Enjoy. McAfee 2020, baby. McAfee 2020. Oh boy. What am I talking about, dude? What am I talking about, man? Uh, So John McAfee, the creator of the infamous antivirus software, I say infamous because... Though the man obviously has the intelligence to make a very successful product, ain't nobody give a shit about McAfee antivirus software. I hate it. I hate that it's on every computer that you buy. But God, that guy is a genius for getting it on there. So actually, um, McAfee had been on my mind recently because of a tweet that he made uh, that really kind of got me going. So let me go ahead and find that tweet for you. Um, I really liked it. And uh, we will go from there. So give you a little bit of background. McAfee has been on the run from authorities. He says the CIA is after him. Uh, He's been evading taxes and people have been trying to take him out. So um, he has been... If you follow him on Twitter, he's got a super fun, interesting Twitter profile. He says some interesting stuff. Um, But uh, he has been on the run, and he also says he's running for president. Well, he posted something the other day, which I thought was interesting. He says, uh, I'm 74 years old and only child. I was the sole benefactor of my father's wrath and my mother's nurture. I have survived the unsurvivable. If I have a purpose at all, it is to pass on what little I have retained, chief of which is leave your cage before making decisions about your life. Leave your cage before making decisions about your life. Man, I'll tell you what, that is, no matter if you think he's crazy or not, that is a really powerful statement. Um, And I have been thinking a lot about the cage. So first off, I've been talking about Peter Thiel a lot. Uh, One thing that I really loved about Peter Thiel's book, um, one thing that I really loved about his book was that he focuses even more so on like, uh, he focuses, obviously it's all about business, but one thing he really focuses on is how the most important part of about making a successful startup is you have to be an independent thinker and you have to not just be a critical thinker not just be a somebody who believes in certain things like but you have to legitimately think for yourself and that is so hard to do in this day and age and maybe it was always like that 
but we are constantly bombarded with so much information about what to think, what to believe. We have instant access to the people we look up to, to our idols, to our role models. We can see what they say on Twitter on a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day basis. And it's hard sometimes to know if you're thinking something or if it's something else somebody else thought. Um, And this has been something that's driving me to go to Taiwan for a bit is that I am trying to uh, – obviously, I think there's going to be some big benefits in going there. Um, But also, there is – I don't think that we get out of our cage enough. And by cage, it could be described as um, kind of like what Cernovich would call a mental prison or the simulation. You put – we put a lot of limits on ourselves. Uh, and I don't remember who said this the other day. Somebody said – I think it was Gary V, man. Gary V talked about how we love to make ourselves a prison, like we love to stay in our own prisons, and it is so accurate. And so getting out of your cage, getting out of your prison could be that you just have a habitual set of behaviors that you just engage in on a regular basis. You're comfortable. Maybe you're not comfortable, but you are. You know, like you don't actually like what you're doing, um, but you just got used to it. The ability for humans to adapt to these kind of conditions is astonishing, uh, how we can adapt to to certain conditions. And um, it could be your job. It could be just your daily routine. It could be bad habits that you have, the place you live. It, it could be a feeling that there's no other place else to go. And one thing that I feel is definitely true is in this day and age, there is a huge lack of dreaming about the possibilities that could be done, Um, and I myself included. So I have been – I try to – I would like to think of myself as a special kind of person, somebody that can think outside the box, that can think critically, that can – you know, achieve what few other people can. But I myself have struggled so hard to think of business ideas or things that could really propel me to the next level. And that's what I really want to do. And the idea that you do something bold, get out of your cage, get out of your mental prison, and then from there, you can kind of assess where you are, where you want to be, where you want to go. And it's funny because everyone I talk to, everybody talks about how you got to do what you want to do. You got to do what you want to do. But at the same time, so few people do this. And we don't do it because of social pressure, because of social hierarchy. I mean, I can tell you straight from my own experience, one thing that has bothered me since I quit my corporate job is I don't like really telling people what I've been doing because it sounds ridiculous. Um, for example, when I quit my corporate job, I went and was working with my dad and I was also teaching English. And both of those, one was a small bit, they were both small businesses. One I had just started doing on the side, uh, teaching English in person. And I felt embarrassed as shit about what I was doing because when I was working with my dad, 
but this is at the beginning. I was I went from making a good salary, like a really good salary right out of college to driving going to downtown, working in a nice downtown office, um wearing nice business casual clothes, doing the fucking deal, but feeling like this is not the life I wanted, but going through those motions. That's what I was doing. And in that process, I um went once I quit I was delivering because my dad had a courier company, a uh, small courier company, like local shit. Um, and I was went from that, from the downtown office, taking the bus into work on the nice metro and all that shit, to driving around in the middle of the night with a new account, dropping off fruits and vegetables, kind of like a Blue Apron kind of thing, except locally. A local company was doing fresh fruits and vegetables and juices to people, and we were their distribution mechanism. And I went from doing corporate-level stuff to running around in the middle of the night, dropping off um, boxes of fruits and vegetables at people's fucking doors. And I'll tell you what, man. I didn't want to tell anyone that. And then, you know, as I got more integrated in the company and started doing more, a lot more shit, I mean, I ran into somebody one time, um, a girl that I used to know in high school, and I remember being too embarrassed that I didn't even want to talk to her. And it was because it's like, what do I do? Uh, what do I tell this person? I'm working with my dad. I'm, you know, I. I'm not making a lot of money. I teach English online. I'm like, well, you know, nothing sounds glamorous. Nothing sounds, it doesn't sound like a pathway that you would take or that it doesn't sound like a successful pathway. But that's all in your mind. It's all in your mind. And that's what I've been wrestling with. And seeing this quote from McAfee, I was like, fuck, man, he is so right. You know, when you get sucked into the social pressure of competing with your neighbor, with your peers about status, then you lose sight of what you can really do. You lose sight of your dreams. You lose sight of your capabilities and your potential. You know, when you start to, uh, when you go, uh, when you're in that corporate gig and you're listening to your manager and you're working 9, 10, 12 hours a day, pumping out code, dealing with customers, dealing with the project, you might become very proficient in those areas. But what parts of your life are you giving up that you never actually wanted to give up? Whether it be writing, whether it be you know performing, whether it be making shit, whatever it is. You know, what is it that you were giving up in order to become so proficient in Microsoft Excel? And the ability to look to your side and say, I'm not competing with anybody. Everyone can go fuck themselves. I'm doing what I want to do. That is so hard to do. And that being, I don't think we realize it, but most of us, probably 99% of us, are caught in the network. We're caught in the network of competitive hierarchy amongst our peers. And so we can never let, uh, we can never get a loss, right? That's the thing is doing, you know, quitting your job and starting a business that fails. It's when you're competing with your peers, it looks like a loss. 
right? It looks like, oh, now I'm behind. I was making this much money. My friend stayed in his company. He keeps getting promotions. Now, albeit he hates his fucking job, but, you know, now he's got a nice car. And uh, even though him and his wife uh, hate each other, you know, they've got some nice shit and they're a kid. It's like you, you start comparing yourself to your friends, your peers, and it's not a good look, man. It's not a good look for yourself. Hold on here. Going to get some sponsorships going. Be right back. So basically, one thing that I'm trying to do is break out of my own mental prison, break out of my own cage, and try to see what potential and vision is really there that I can execute on. Now, um, it's funny because I that quote from McAfee really inspired me. But like I've said before, uh, people like um, Taleb and Teal and Gary Vee – all of the th- – one thing that these guys have in common is they say some of the, these things, right? So uh, Taleb talks about employment and slavery, compares employment to slavery. Um, Teal talks about how uh, in order to truly innovate or to have a startup that changes the world like a Facebook, like a, a Snapchat, like an Airbnb, like a Google, like an Amazon, you have to – you have to you have to have a vision, right? But you don't just have a vision. Your vision has to be it has to be something that um you believe in that it's not simply a copycat of somebody else's shit, right? Uh now, of course, you could probably make the case that there are people that just copied other people's ideas and became billionaires. But what really drives Innovation in a company can't be stealing someone else's ideas, right? If um, you know Amazon continues to create new products and ideas, then they can't just steal their way to prosperity. They're going to have to have continue along that vision. And look at Jeff Bezos, man. Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, awesome entrepreneurs, right? They both have a space company. And to be honest, it would be cool to say that the future could be space and uh, blockchain related. Um, you know, where we find new sources of energy, new ways of converting energy into fuel, or you know, using energy, things like that. Hopefully, we could discover. But that's what uh, I feel like. That's what we got to focus on. Now, let's go ahead and pivot a little bit to, you know. That's my rant on breaking out of your cage. So break out of your cage, you fucks. Now, let's talk a little bit about McAfee, Ben. He's such an interesting cat. He is running for president, as I've already said. Um, There's an interesting article on Yahoo about him, and he's talking about privacy. So I've talked a lot about blockchain, blockchain technology, decentralization, and how I want to go there. So uh, here's a quote from McAfee from this article entitled – what is it titled? Uh, oh, it will only get worse. Antivirus pioneer turned fugitive John McAfee sounds the alarm on privacy ahead of his appearance at an Aussie conference. So in the, in the article, he says, our covert agencies, the CIA, the NSA, the Secret Service – all the military and intelligence agencies literally want all your information. They get to pick and choose what we say. Information is their sport, he told Business Insider Australia down the end of a crackling line. Oh, pff. 
yeah, whatever. Um, so he says it will only get worse and it has to be stopped. So let's continue here. He continues saying that cryptocurrency is changing the world in every respect. The blockchain on which it is based is immutable, meaning there are is there's no need for trust and meaning there's no government or greedy financiers meddling with it. So this is one of my big reasons behind getting behind blockchain technology is that you know, I'm not sure how it affects surveillance because what I have read online is that blockchain technology could make surveillance easier to do. Um, however, the key about blockchain technology is there's no gatekeepers of data. So with the blockchain technology, when and I don't know a whole lot, I'm learning about this now, I'm starting to get more and more involved in learning about it, is um, think of it as instead of having like a big Amazon database or a Facebook database where all your data goes and then Facebook can block it or delete it or change it or keep it, um, when it's put on the blockchain – it cannot be altered and by any by anybody after that. So, and it cannot be censored by anybody after that because it's distributed among a vast array of computers. And so, one computer going down or one database going down is not going to allow it to be censored, and no one party could censor it. So, basically, um, and it can be used to record financial transactions and data and all kinds of stuff. So you couldn't have bankers and uh, governments, you know, concealing, uh, censoring people. You couldn't have them taking people's money. To my knowledge, um, it's a it's a whole thing, and I think that this technology is going to change the world. I was listening to an awesome podcast on Off the Chain with uh, Anthony Pompliano about how uh, with the blockchain technology that uh, one company is working on, it's actually a distributed ledger. I guess that's somewhat different than a blockchain. I'm not exactly how oh, it is. Don't know how it is different, but with this new technology, it's going into the blockchain era. We would be able to get paid for the data we produce. So I heard somebody bring this up um, a little while ago that with the data that we produce one day we could be able to sell that in microtransactions to people who want the data. So the question is, who wants the data? Uh, marketers, companies want the data, right? So Facebook wants your data. Car companies want your data. Amazon wants your data. Netflix wants your data. The government wants your data. Car companies want your data. Everyone wants your data because they want to know, um, you know what's happening while you're driving. What are you likely to buy next? All these different things. How much do you use the internet? How much do you use your phone? So the idea is is that once uh, certain types of these distributed ledger technologies or blockchain technologies get to a point, then when the data is no longer um, controlled by these companies, you can sell your data uh, to these companies as opposed to having them take it and selling it themselves because that's what that's what these companies are doing. Like a lot of them are selling our data. And uh, as a result of that, like we don't get any benefit from that. Now, of course, we do get free services. Uh, but the question is, what if our data is worth a lot more than the services we're getting for free? That's a good question. So I've heard this before, and it would be so exciting if we could live in an economy where people could sell their data instead of it just being collected without them having any say in it. 
I mean, because if we can sell our data, that could be like a minimum viable way to survive while you tinker with your projects. So that's what I think. Um, you know, that's all I got to say for today. Check out McAfee. He's a really interesting dude. And uh, that's it. So I hope you guys enjoyed. You can follow me at my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Follow me on Twitter, tstuch1, T-S-T-U-C-H-1. Follow me on YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, Space, S-T-U-C-H. And you can uh, follow me, uh, send me an email, tayradio1 at gmail.com. I can uh, answer your questions, talk about your comments. We can have some fun. So thank you guys. I'll see you next time.